Welcome to Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And if you're listening to this, then consider yourself a part of the team. Stick around and let's shine a light on all things Appalachia. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. This is J.C. Swinegruber, and uh, today I'm, I'm uh, pleased to be joined by uh, a local here from Cedar Bluff, Virginia, um, Richard Hudson. Well, you're, you're not necessarily Cedar Bluff. You're kind of at the top of Claypool Hill up there. Pounding Mill. Pounding Mill, yeah. So I, I appreciate you joining us. Um, Richard is the, um, he is the chair uh, as the chairman of the board for uh, Mountain Kids, Inc. And uh, he also is the owner of Clinch River Farms at Pounding Mill. And uh, this, these locations actually do some amazing things. Um, Richard, thanks again. You're doing the Lord's work with, with what you're doing in your projects there. Thank you. Uh, let's start off and talk a little bit about um, Clinch River Farms and what exactly that is that you do there. Okay. Clinch River Farms is agritourism. We, uh, when we started the farm, we did have goats and little pigs and all kinds of things like that. And we still do when we uh, might be have kids here and we're doing a camp, but I would call it more of a petting zoo than a, than a, a farm with, uh, with the animals as much as it used to be. I kind of even gave up on the garden. I couldn't keep the weeds out there. It beat me every year. So um, we, we leaned and turned toward uh, uh, the General Assembly came out with uh, some regulations that allow farms now to be an agritourism farm. And that's basically what we are. We do, um, we do rentals uh, and we do events. Um, you could uh, come here under Clinch River Farms and spend uh, the weekend or a week or whatever in a camper right on the river. You could fish, uh, you could hike. Uh, we have a 5K trail that goes all around Peace Mountain, which is here on the farm. We have 70 acres of, of farm. We have uh, uh, inner tubes. You might want to go for a float down, down the uh, Clinch River. Uh, maybe kayaks, but the water would have to be pretty hot. The headwaters, as you probably know, for uh, the Clinch River start in Tasman County. So uh, yeah. it's only about 18 inches deep here, but it's just wonderful, uh, our, our level actually for small kids. So Clinch River Farms is, is sort of just a, a business. Uh, we do uh, uh, Airbnb uh, businesses. We do uh, uh, local uh, weddings. We do uh, uh, all types of events. That's the one side of Clinch River Farms. The other side is Clinch River Ministries. That's what I wanted to ask about next. Yeah, and that, that is at Clinch River Farms. It's just a, a sub kind of business, a DBA. But with Clinch River Ministries, we will allow a church group to come here for free. 
We don't charge churches. We don't charge nonprofits. Your organization, for example, if you'd want to come here and bring your staff, have a picnic, bring the board, have a meeting, uh, we, we're, we're totally free. Uh, the only thing we, we ask is that, you know, you, you respect what we're doing. And if you bring in the trash, you take out the trash. You don't leave us sending messages. And people have been great. Uh, last year, we had uh, Boy Scouts three times. We had um, two baptisms in the river. We had three or four or five church picnics. And I'm, I'm really glad to say every year for the last five years, we've had the uh, Holston Home for Children, the orphanage from Greenville, Tennessee. They've been coming here to tent camp for the last five years. Um, before the COVID, we had 350 kids here on the farm. Tomorrow, I have all the teachers from the Richlands Middle School, eighth grade, or some of them are coming to preview because the eighth grade class has decided to do their end of the year uh, picnic or trip or whatever. They're coming here to the farm and they're going to do the old time things where you do the three legged race or you take a spoon and you put it in your mouth with an egg in it, you run. They're, they're yeah. going back to, to getting to the, the things where kids get outside, they get dirty, they get wet, but we try to keep them safe. But uh, um, there's just nothing like it. We're a mile and a half from the Super Walmart, uh, but we're very, very much when you get here, it, it's pretty, pretty isolated. And that's the way yeah. we like to keep it. Yeah, I was about to say you're a stone's throw away from the top of Claypool Hill as people come down Route 19. Right. Uh, between uh, Richlands and Tazewell. So people that are in Southwest Virginia know that in Tazewell County. I, I was looking on your website and you, you do weddings as well. Um, yes, you do private weddings and you have something called Karen's Chapel. Seats up to about 50. Uh, where'd you get yeah. the name Karen's Chapel at? Oh, well. <laughs> I tried to name things on the farm for the family. Uh, I have a Julie Island. I have Lily Island named for two grandbabies. Um, and Karen is my wife. And um, she was the director of Upward Bound at the community college where I worked also. I was there for 30 years as the vice president with Dr. Charles King. Very proud to, to say that. And we had a great run then. But then I, uh, 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 my wife, unfortunately, about 10 years ago was diagnosed with dementia. And she, the first few years was pretty easy, but over the time she started to fail more and more and more. Um, we got all the testing done, this and that, but she was to the point where I couldn't take care of her anymore. And I was either gonna have to do something, put her in a nursing home or, or, or something, and it just, just didn't work right for me. So um, on the 70 acre farm, I have, uh, I have a, my own nursing home here a small just for Karen and I have people that, that, that come in and help me uh, work for me and, and help take care of care around the clock. So she's, she's here. She's only about a hundred feet from me uh, over with a little girl named Whitney this morning and uh, she's getting great care. Um, and this was her dream. She was really the good one. Uh, when we started Mountain Kids and the, and the Attitude Arts Academy, uh, I was always the guy, you know, She'd be out with the kids. She'd be the one that looked good and was pretty and got everything good. And I'd get the grass mowed and make sure that the plugs were plugged in and the trash was picked up. So I've always been kind of the, the you know, the administrative type of guy. But now I'm trying to do both. And uh, the ministry that we've, we've got going here has just been a real blessing to me. Uh, to see these kids here play is just a real blessing. And we've had lots of them. And, and uh, I think you'll find if you talk to the children in the area, at least been a couple years since we've really been able to do much uh, that 
Uh, they had they had some really really great times here. And Karen ran the upward bound program at, at Southwest, so uh, I wanted to continue her dream, and that's that's the reason. So the chapel is named for Karen. It's Karen's Chapel, and it's right on the river. It's out in the middle of the woods. Um, I got some pews. They were donated from a church. Uh, they sat at the top of my barn for a couple of years until I kind of came up with what we were going to do. Uh, we've got an old oak uh, podium there for the preachers that came out of a Pentecostal church in Bristol. And uh, um, it's just uh, very, very private, very, very serene and, and nice. But for me, as my wife was failing, it was something I could work at to keep me still alive and to keep her memories uh, alive here as well. That's a touching tribute. That, that that's a really good story to, to tell people. Um, and and I'll you know I'll continue. I'll, I'll pray for her for well being, and, you. and yours as well. I know it's not easy being a caretaker. I've been in that situation too with a with a parent um, toward the end, and it's just it, it's it's a daunting task. But yeah, you're like I said, you're you're doing the Lord's work. It it seems like from everything you know, looking at your website. Um, I wanted to get into the other organizations, but before we do that. Um, can you tell folks a little bit about your background? Your, you know, that uh, what what led you uh, down here to Southwest Virginia? From you said you lived many years in West Virginia and from Pittsburgh. Yeah, what, yeah. what brought you here? Well, I grew up in in Pittsburgh, and uh, my dad was a union electrician, and that was my dream to be an electrician with him. And I apprenticed, and I finally got uh, licensed. I guess about forty five years ago. Um, and uh, my neighbor was a woodshop teacher, and I wanted to be that too. So I've got a nice uh, woodshop here on the farm with wood lathes and things like that. But uh, my dad wanted me to go on to school. So um, I guess in those times I was pretty young, and West Virginia looked pretty good from Pennsylvania because you could drink there a little bit younger. So you know maybe uh, uh, maybe I was uh, in my mind I was going there so I could kind of you know uh, get spoil you know get out and have have some fun, but. Um, I found a, a Christian Baptist college there, a little town called Philippi, West Virginia. Um, and um, I uh, went to school there four years. Um, I left and, and worked just a little bit. And then the president of that college called me back and I worked there for 17 years. That's where I met my wife. Actually, my wife, Karen, was one of my students uh, before we even knew each other. Uh, she was in the class. And uh, uh, I, I uh, uh, learned by being there at that Christian school when I, I had been Methodist uh, and that was Baptist. So it changed me a little bit. But I learned that giving back was probably the best thing you'll ever do in your entire life. Doing for others is just so important. And uh, Karen and I, we became advisors to Baptist Campus Ministry. We got involved there. Uh, but then I went on to school, uh, go Mountaineers. Uh, I went to WVU. I finished my doctorate there. Uh, at, at, at West Virginia University. And uh, I couldn't really move up if I stayed there where I was at, at AB. And I, so I started to apply. And one day, Charles King called and offered me to come down and do an interview. And that sort of uh, was the fork in the road that, that I'd say changed my life. And I've been here 30 years. Um, uh, Southwest was just so good. Uh, he and I just had such a good run. We've done so many good things up there but i was i was in charge of like the construction uh in, in the blue collar work where, you know we got the grass done and everything else and then karen ran the upward bound program but we've been here and, and love it here this is home to us and uh, then we started to invest here 
and uh, put some roots down. And, and when we were at, we, we lived in Hidden Valley for a little bit, uh, about, about 10 years when my kids were growing up. But then we were able to buy the farm uh, and develop it. And I've done construction, which is what I do, uh, uh, you know, along uh, with this farm for a long, long time. And so there's, there's quite a few things here. Uh, but, but a lot of stuff is here now uh, for the kids. Um, you know, the zip line, um, the uh, uh, climbing wall, we have rock climbing, we have rappelling, uh, those yeah. kind of things have been done. And a lot of them were built actually by volunteers for us. Now, you actually just used the farm, um, you were explaining to me, to uh, it's a for profit, but you usually you take those profits and you actually you, you use the farm to feed two organizations. Mountain Kids Inc. is one of them. Uh, right. Can you tell us a little bit about what, 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 what that is there at Mountain, uh, Mountain Kids and uh, what kind of events um, um, are you having maybe coming up this year? Okay, great. Yeah, the farm is, is really our, our funding source. Instead of us going out and begging for money, or, and not to say we don't, or going and applying for grants, and not to say we don't, but to, you know, to pay the water bill, pay the lights, and pay everything all the time, to have a fixed income is pretty difficult to get. And so I found instead of just taking out of my pocket, uh, I'm on social security now and I'm fine living on what I make. So the business itself could become a funding source for these two nonprofits. Now, of course, we, you know, we pay guys to mow the grass and we take care of the place, uh, do all the maintenance, but anything else uh, is all going in to try to do things for the children. So uh, we're able to fund them, uh, at least with their fixed cost, every year just out of this business. So, you know, we thank the community or the people that come and stay here because if they're getting married here, they're also helping some children down the road. Um, now, the organizations, I had two daughters. And so I I'm, I'm, I'm chairman of the board on the two organizations, Mountain Kids Incorporated. It's about a 20 year old organization. It's what my wife and I started uh, about 20 years ago, sitting right here in my house uh, we started talking about names and what could we do as we were getting ready to retire to give back to the community. And we love children. Uh, we had foster kids when we were young uh, and we just really wanted to do things for kids. We really see that as our future. We had been in, in education all of our lives. So we started up Mountain Kids about 20 years ago. And then my second daughter wanted to get involved. But uh, if any father has two, two daughters, you kind of know that they, they don't want to work for each other. They're kind of rivals to each other. And so we started the second one, which was the Attitude Arts Academy. My, my uh, first daughter has an MBA, uh, and she's the one running Mountain Kids. My second daughter, um, she has a master's in public health, but she uh, also had a, a minor in international dance and theater arts. So she, uh, uh, she runs it as it's an art center. And they give piano lessons and guitar lessons and taekwondo. And uh, they have after mostly after school students and uh, um, things because it's the, the studio itself is located next to Rich Sands Elementary School. Their offices are here on the farm. Uh, we have an office for both of them uh, that they can work with here. We don't I don't I don't like to to rent someplace else because that's again, that's money going out every month. It's uh, it's tough. Um, so Mountain Kids is, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty much designed to take children and give them some experiences, particularly in the summertime that they've never had before. 
Um, we run uh, STEM camps. We run arts camps. Uh, we run uh, get yourself dirty camps. Uh, we're not like uh, where you've got to pass an SOL uh, with the public schools. Here you got to pass getting wet, getting dirty, and staying safe. But you're going to be in the river and you're going to have fun. And you're going to meet a lot of... Uh, you're going to meet a lot of uh, uh, a lot of kids and make a lot of friends uh, during during your time uh, here too. We find that that's probably the socialization part of it is, is probably one of the best that some of these kids are buddies and they've come back year after year after year. Um, and so Matt, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I, you know, with the coming out of COVID and kids being kind of isolated at schools and uh, you know, and not, and uh, yeah, I hate to say it, I know technology keeps moving, but, and growing, but to get kids away from video games and away from the cell phones and away from all the distractions and kind of get down to just enjoying each other in life, real life interaction. That is the best skill set that sure. these kids can learn. And we, yeah. We've tried to keep it very realistic. Our, our, some of our, uh, a couple of teams that I can remember well, uh, we did one on solar energy. I'm big on solar energy. The farm has solar panels. I drive an electric car, uh, and I'm making my own electricity here for the car. But I remember one of our STEM camps, the kids had to lay in the river and light up a light bulb. They had to actually do something and build something. Wow. We, had a, we had a CSI camp, and the sheriff's office got real involved with us. And on Monday, we killed a camper dragged his body up into the woods on Tuesday. They took some concrete and made the uh, molds of the footprints. And by Friday, we had a couple of attorneys came down from Tazewell. We have a stage down at the river. They got there and tried the case. So the kids get real involved, but they had mapping skills. They had so many things. Uh, you know, we use Google Earth. We have the entire farm plotted. Uh, as I said, we have a 5K trail out there uh, that you can go through. We're a national a geocache site. I don't know if you know anything about the geocaching. No, what, what is that? Uh, it's a pretty good secret. Um, somewhere on the farm, there's some treasure. Ah. And if you go to nationalgeocache.com, or I don't remember exactly the name, but you'll find it. Um, you'll see that we're one of about thousand places around the United States where you can come and you can find treasure by uh, XY, latitude, longitude. Um, and it's hidden there, and you have to take the clues and find it on the thing. Then well, uh, you can, I could put a traveler in the little the little box where the treasure is hidden, and you could take this traveler, and then the next uh, next time you're out, you might be in North Carolina, and you'll deposit him there. Then somebody in North Carolina will pick him up, take him to Colorado. Somebody will pick him up there, and you can follow all those maps and things. National geocaching is uh, is really really popular, uh, just with a specialty group, but. Uh, we try to do things like that. We're a National Monarch Butterfly Way Station. I just received a grant uh, coming in this, this spring uh, to, to do some more pollinators uh, for the butterflies. Uh, we have uh, uh, birthed here uh, this year the Blue Herons. Uh, I just saw a, a little baby duck on the river uh, yesterday. We have almost a mile of the river. Uh, it's in a, in a big U as it goes out. But uh, the Lord did real good what he built. I try to just make it so humans can uh, uh, play with it a little bit. We built a few decks and a swinging bridge and a few things like that. But uh, yeah, we are lucky. Beautiful, beautiful place. We are lucky to live in one of the most beautiful places ever. We are. We are. Um, now, with the Arts Academy, and so you said it's over by the elementary school in Richlands. 
Um, do you have teachers that volunteer? What kind of things do they do? We do. We have a piano teacher, a guitar teacher, a taekwondo lady with a black belt. Um, and they, they run art classes uh, and some after-school programs where you just might be there for some daycare. Your mom's working and you get off school at 3.30 and she doesn't get out till 5. Well, she can send them there. As a matter of fact, staff will even go pick them right up at the elementary school. Um, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful uh, blessing again. And the two organizations, even though it's, it, they're separate, um, they're combined pretty well to do a lot of things. This summer, we, we're planning right now to have six weeks of camp. We just announced it this morning, um, and the camp will be here on the farm. Uh, it'll all be under the auspices of Mount Kids, but uh, two of the weeks are going to be arts type of camp. Um, and uh, uh, there'll be some STEM. There'll be some uh, high adventure camp uh, where the, the kids that like to hike. But we're not a sports camp. There's plenty of sports programs in the county, even though we do sports and we do um, just pretty much recreational sports, uh, nothing competitive. But uh, we, uh, we didn't figure there was a need there as much as the need we have for, for the types of kids. And we're, uh, we're, we do charge tuition. Uh, we have many kids whose parents are lawyers and doctors and Indian chiefs, but we do have a lot of kids that, that can't really afford. And there's a scholarship for anyone. We have never turned down a child. There's a scholarship for any kid that ever wants to come to our camp, no matter uh, what their circumstances. Where can, are you on social media? Do you have a Facebook page? People we are. Um, you, can, you can find our Facebook page out there for Mountain Kids. There's a Facebook page for Clinch River Farms. And there's a Facebook page for Attitude Arts Academy, as well as there's there's the websites, Clinch River Farms with an S dot com, uh, mtkids.org. And uh, I'm not sure on the Attitude Arts Academy. I think it's AAA, something like that. But you can find them out there. Yes, we're on social media and we have the websites. We like to communicate with high tech um, here on the farm. I have 16 video cameras. Uh, we, we like to be safe. We like to, to know what's going on. We're, uh, you know, I, I did some of that at the college. and uh, we, we don't like to waste paper. Uh, if you come here, you're going to take your phone and you're going to, you know, click on a UPC code and it'll give you whatever you need to do. You'll fill out the form online. You'll hit send and it'll put it into a database on, on my, my, my computer here at home. Okay. Uh, we, we really try to live and show and, and do the technology as much as we can. It's amazing work what you're doing. Uh, I'm sure on behalf of a lot of people in the community that it's really appreciated, um, especially, you know, with all that you do with kids. Um, now, you do take uh, donations. Uh, there's, I know there's donation links on the websites. Certainly, so, we're a 501c3. It would be a charitable donation that anybody would like to help us. Uh, we, we'd be glad to take money. Some, uh, somebody gave us a, a, a treadmill. Uh, donated it off to, to us and we finally couldn't use it. And we donated it yesterday to the hospice, the legacy hospice for their staff room. Uh, so we, we're, we're pretty uh, frugal and uh, caretaking about what we do do. We'd also be glad to take you as a volunteer. There's a, a place on the Mountain Kids site for volunteers. Uh, we had 20 volunteers that last year we were going before COVID. Uh, we have uh, an engineer from Czechoslovakia uh, we had a guy drove a Harley all the way out from Las Vegas, and our head, uh, our head guys that do all the construction that built some of the uh, things that are down there, our shelters and things, uh, they come in from Miami, and they're 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 on the board uh, for us as well. So uh, we're pretty scattered around in many ways, but 
our, our mission is Tazewell County and surrounding areas. We added that so we could go over to Logan or we could go right around the edge fringe. But um, Karen and I, we went to Haiti. Uh, we couldn't fix it. Uh, our air flight down there would have, would have helped a lot of children here. And when we came back from that many, many years ago, about 20 years ago, we decided that uh, the needs were, were great right here. And after teaching at Southwest and knowing some of these students really don't have a lot in their life, um, it's, uh, we just thought it would be good to try to start something here that would help the kids. But we'd love to take volunteers. Uh, if you want to come down and help an hour during camp, a day, the whole week, whatever, uh, uh, we, we just love to have people, uh, uh, particularly young uh, teenagers and things that can get in the water and play with the kids much better than I. Yeah, so make sure you contact uh, Richard through these websites. If you like to make donations the old-fashioned way through check, the address here I've shown is Mountain Kids Incorporated, 630 Estates Drive, Pounding Mill, Virginia, 24637. And uh, Richard, if you don't mind, I'll give out the phone number for anybody that may want to volunteer. Sure. It's uh, 276-202-5437. Or you can email at mtkids at mtkids.org. Great. Yeah, oh, right. that, that last four numbers of that phone number are kids, by the way. If you look oh, is it? Okay. Well, that's how two, two kids. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Thank and, you. And, and we'll as I said, invite you to come and visit and uh, get to know more about our organizations. I think if you would get the two directors, you would get a whole lot more uh, information directly and excitement about what the camps are. And it'd be even great uh, if you uh, talk to some kids that are here. Uh, and and uh, NBC has been here. WBVA has uh, sent us. Uh, they filmed us quite a few times. Uh, maybe I'll send you a link to one of the videos that they've done about the camp, and that'll that'll help you see a little bit with children instead of just me. I would love to get there, take some pictures, and splash that all over our Facebook page for people Great. to see what you're doing there too. Hey, Richard, thanks again. I certainly appreciate it. Thank uh, thanks again, everybody, for uh, tuning in to another episode of Appalachian Shine. We'll be back uh, here again soon with another guest and some, some more interesting things going on around here in Appalachia. We'll see you on down the road.